What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward with Rachel Adams. Rachel is a realtor, serial entrepreneur, public speaker, and author of the book, Lost to Found in 90 Days. She is also the creator of a coaching program under the same name. Welcome, Rachel. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning to you. Oh, thank you so much. I know it's a little bit early in California, but it's great to have you on the show. And I'm really excited to have you share a little bit of your story and your journey with our listeners. So I only covered a little bit in the intro, Rachel. I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and a little bit of your journey. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'm 32 years old, and I would tell you that you know, from the outside looking in, people thought my life looked perfect. Mm. So in three years in the real estate industry, I had actually hit um, top 1,000 agents in the country for the Wall Street Journal. And, you know, that's a huge feat to accomplish in three years. And I think, you know, my company, Keller Williams Realty, that's my real estate brokerage, um, they heard there's this young girl, she's, you know, 30 years old, she hit top 1,000 agents, um, you know, we need to have her come talk, do a commercial and we're going to have a couple other agents talk about how they are, insp- you know, inspire others and what they do to lead this, you know, high quality of lifestyle and all this stuff. And so I was really excited to go there because, you know, at this point I, I literally had started coaching all over the U S teaching people on how to build a business and work on their mindset. So I was talking about my story a lot. Um, but the story I didn't tell was that in the three years it took me to hit top 1000 agents, I had gotten a divorce that I never dealt with. Hmm. Um, I had gained about 32 pounds and I was putting everybody else's needs in front of my own. So, you know, family, friends, clients, you name it. And so when I went to Texas to shoot this commercial, um, all I knew is that I was going to be sitting down with a woman named Nina and that she was, uh, an international health and wellness coach. And she coached Matthew McConaughey and the founders of Microsoft. And she was a big deal, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I go to, to meet with her and I do what any smart girl would do. I go and get hair and makeup done, get a new dress and like the most serious pair of Spanx you can find <laughs> to hide the 32 pounds. Um, and I go to sit down with her and we're doing our interview and, and, you know, I did a lot of real estate interviews. And so it was, I was used to people asking about my career and I'm talking to Nina and the camera lights are on and she stops me like kind of mid sentence. And she's like, and how did that make you feel? Oh, wow. And I'm like, feel, uh, you know, bumps and bruises, but you do what you do. Yeah. And then we keep talking and she stops me again and she's like, and how did that make you feel? Hmm. And I'm kind of like, what the heck is going on, you know? And um, she actually asked the camera crew to step outside for a minute. And, you know, my face goes white. Like, I am not sure what's going on. And, you know, it. and she she took my hand and she said, you know, um, Rachel, have you ever heard that uh, your video is matching your audio? And I'm like, my video? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you know... I know you travel all around the U.S. coaching people on a building business and work on their mindset, but what's really going on here? And it was just like so interesting because it was the first time that I feel like anyone kind of saw through the everything's perfect facade, you yeah. know? 
Yeah. In fact, when we connected, you had come up with a phrase, which I think uh, will resonate with a lot of moving forward listeners. You said you had the perfect, quote unquote, Facebook life. So can you kind of unpack a little bit of that for our listeners? Totally. Um, You know, for me, it was, I was really, and you know, I built my business quickly. And I think so many people are really intentional about what they put on Facebook, and they want it to look perfect. And, you know, when I was married, no problem, happy, smiling pictures. But when I was going through a really dark time, I didn't want people to know that. And I was new in real estate, and I wanted everyone to think my life was shiny all the time. So I posted, you know, that I had the perfect car and the perfect hair and the perfect social life. And everything was just always great. And, you know, when I sat down with Nina and we were talking about what was really going on, I just took the biggest side. I said, you know what, Nina, I got a divorce and I've never dealt with it. And I put everyone else in front of myself. And, you know, I, I don't sleep enough cause I work all the time, mm. but I also don't drink enough water. Um, and so I'm literally drinking a cup of Advil. I mean, a cup of coffee with an Advil, right. like, you know, and I, and I think so many people can resonate with that when you just push so hard, you forget to take care of you. And so Nina and I had this amazing two hour conversation about my, my strive for like perfection Mm -hmm. and what that was about. And, you know, we ended up just talking about like what my life could look like if I really just embraced authenticity and leading my life with intention. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like on this workout bench in Texas. I'm like bawling my eyes out, makeup streaming down my right, face. Right. Um, so she ends up, she doesn't actually let me shoot the commercial. She sent me home. Um, I cried for two more days. So, you know, I had this moment where I was sitting on my um, living room floor and I realized that I had this platform of people that I connected with all the time. And you know, that, that they deserve to know the truth. And so I decided from that moment forward that I was going to lead my life with authenticity and intention. And, um, I was going to tell people that I got a divorce, but in such a way that I knew that I could use it to help. I, I knew that I wasn't going to let this define me. And I think a lot of people do that. They let people right. define them, you know, what happens to them. So I realized I had a choice of how I was going to respond. Um, and so I, I looked at my life and I said, okay, what is holding me back from, from leading my true potential? Um, and at the time for me, it was uh, dating and drinking. And, you know, I was on three online dating apps trying to fill some void because I never really dealt with why I got divorced. I just wanted to be happy and in love and move forward quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the drinking, it was like, you know, having a glass of wine with your girlfriends here and there and then having a glass of wine with clients for happy hour. And before you know it, you're drinking three or four nights a week and you can have the best intentions you want about nutrition. But as soon as you have a couple glasses of wine in you, you're like, sure, we can have cheesecake. Yeah, let's want some French fries, you know. Um, so it just it I ended up going on this 90 day journey and I decided for 90 days I would take out my two biggest distractions. And I got hyper, hyper aware of who I was surrounding myself with, the conversations I was having, you know, being really intentional about my time, what I put in my body, and, um, you know, everything changed. Wow. And Rachel, talk a little bit about what you're doing now with the Lost to Found in 90 Days program. Yeah. So, you know, with this 90-day journey, um, I, I 
took out, first I just took out dating and drinking. And what I realized happens is when you make one good decision and you're really aware now, like awareness is up for you about how you're leading your life, you start to make other good decisions and then other good decisions. So I start, you know, instead of being out at night, having a cocktail, I'm on my couch drinking a glass of tea and then I had time to do self-reflection. So I started journaling. And since I wasn't, you know, having anything substance in my body or anything, I'm waking up earlier. And then I started an exercise routine. I started meditating. I started meal prepping. Um, you know, I even, I wrote a list of all the words that mattered to me in a relationship. And then next to the word, I wrote a paragraph about what that word meant to me. And so I thought I was kind of getting clarity on, on my next relationship. And what I realized is I was actually setting a standard for what I wouldn't allow on my life. Um, so on day 69, I go back to Orlando and for a real estate convention, I'm walking down the hallway and I see Nina and she's like, Oh my gosh, Rachel, what happened to you? And I'm like, are you kidding me? You and that conversation happened to me. (laughs) And you know, Nina has 25 years experience coaching all these amazing people. And I had the story. And so we ended up getting together and we weren't sure what we would do with it. But, um, a couple months later we got together and, she asked me if I could pinpoint all the things that changed for me. And I had actually, I, I had journaled the whole time. So I said, yeah, I think so. So I went back through and I was able to pull out 12 things that changed for me. And that ended up becoming the 12 chapters of the book. Lost to found in 90 days, your journey to self-discovery and ultimate happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to accompany the book, it's an entire program. So people got loved the book so much that we we're like, okay, we have to support people. Because so many will just read a book and have good intentions, but then life shows up and it goes back on their shelf and they never implement anything. So we wanted to create a program that could really support someone in a full transition from where they're at right now to where they really want to go, whether it's in relationship or health or, you know, I mean, this is not a weight loss program. However, almost every single person ends up losing weight because they're doing, they're being so intentional, but there is a, an app where you track your water, your foods, your workouts, you can, um, there's sample meal plans, there's clean eating grocery trips, you track your progress pictures. There's a 90 day Facebook community. So every day you're on your journey, you're connect through social media in a private group where you're asked questions like who inspires you and what's your favorite healthy snack on the go. And it's just, it's been amazing to see the transformations people are having. Like we're having people say it's changing their marriages and the way they parent their kids. And it's, it's just been a very rewarding process. Well, Rachel, I got to ask, I mean, having worked in real estate, having had <laughs> so much success, is this something you ever pictured would be part of your career journey? Heck no, no way. <laughs> I mean, if someone had told you like (laughs) 10 years ago, I mean, Rachel, you're going to be inspiring so many people. You're going to be helping them change their lives. And and you're just going to be an example, you know, based on your own journey. I mean, what would you have said? I was like, I probably would have said what journey? Oh, yeah. You know, because and and, and the thing was, is I was in, you know, I could have stayed in that marriage. I was um, married to someone that had really bad PTSD. He was in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, didn't want to get help. And I I was like a fixer. So I'm like, I'm going to fix this. No problem. I'm going to fix this. But eventually you realize that you only have one life. And, you know, you can't fix someone else. You only can can take care of you. And so I, you know, held my head high in the, um, you know, throughout that marriage and the exit. Um, And 
it was, it really was a rebuilding process. And I thought because I was so busy with real estate and just being really successful that if I shoved it down far enough, I wouldn't have to deal with it. But reality is it showed up in different ways. You know, it showed up in 32 pounds. It shows up in not sleeping or whatever it is. And, um, it was really interesting too going through this process because I had actually, I made a post the other day on vision boards because I do five year vision boards Mm -hmm. and I had a vision board where I put, um, I put author on there. But I thought that it would be about my real estate journey. I thought people, because because I'm a real estate coach as well, so I have like a webinar program that I do. Mm-hmm. You know, real estate's an amazing platform, and I love it. I can help people buy their dream home, and I can help inspire young agents and all these different things. But reality is, is you know, people make these massive, massive goals for their life that they want to achieve, but you only get one body. Yeah. And if you don't take care of the vessel that will get you there, you're never going to achieve your goals. And so for me, it was this process of how many people don't take care of themselves. How many people put everyone else in front? And it's almost everybody. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely critical. And for moving forward listeners, I think what Rachel has shared with you is so important. I mean, take a, take a look at, are you putting yourself first? And I think that is so critical. That is so important. That's something that's so often we forget to do. We put so many others in front of us and often that can be a great thing, but you also have to take care of yourself. You only have one body. You only have one life. So I I absolutely love it. And Rachel, that actually leads perfectly into my next question. So as someone who has done so much and has changed her life, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? You know, I think that the cool thing about um, life is you're always given different opportunities. And I never know who I'm going to meet. And and I heard... um, Robert Herchevac, I heard him speak one time. Um, he's going to Shark Tank. Yes. And he said something that I thought was really cool. He said, you know, when you walk into a room and there's all these people and, you know, sometimes people can, you can be in different moods and you don't want to meet them or, you know, you, you see all this group and it can be intimidating or you're in a bad, you know, whatever it is. He said, the, the cool thing about it is it's your job to go up and find out something interesting about every single person mm. because every person has a story and yeah. every person has a journey. And so for me, what, what ex- excites me is waking up and not knowing who I'm going to meet and, you know, creating this program and, and do, I mean, I, real estate stole my full-time jobs. So when I, you know, am done chatting with you today, I drive into the office yeah. and it's just now I have, I have a different purpose. Because, you know, people talk about their big why. Like, why do you do what you do? And I think that that's an interesting question. In fact, in the book, it's the first chapter. It's your story and your big why to help people try and figure out, like, what is their story? What is their purpose? What do they want out of life? And, you know, for me to be able to inspire other people to lead their best life just by going through kind of what I went through, but then also creating systems and tools around the learning lessons. Yes. Like it's exciting, you know, yeah. it's a, it's really exciting. I love it. Absolutely love it. Well, Rachel, since you've already shared so much of your journey, I'm going to tweak the next yeah. question a little bit. I mean, you've already Heck, talked about, please. you know, the, the setbacks, the failures, that point at which you decided I need to really take the path of authenticity and intentionality. So yes. looking back on it, I mean, and for moving forward listeners for their benefit, what do you think are some telltale signs that, hey, you know what, the path that I'm on, the journey that I'm on, maybe it looks Facebook successful, but it's not really healthy. It's not really, you know, sustaining me. It's not really fulfilling me. In fact, it's draining me. What are some telltale signs that you could share with Moving Forward listeners that they should look out for? 
You know, one of them that jumps out to me is one that I realized I did a lot. And I think when you're kind of a people pleaser, you tend to do things for others because you want to make them happy. And that's great. Um, But I call it uh, a a clean no versus a dirty yes. Ah, yeah. Now, unpack that a little bit for our listeners. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a clean no versus a dirty yes. So a lot of times people, you know, people like you. So they're going to invite you to their happy hours and to their Mary Kay parties and to, you know, their, their different things that are happening in their life. And, you know, we all have the same amount of hours in the day, but yeah. how do you choose to use your time? So, you know, if you say yes to something, you have to realize you're saying no to something else, which mm-hmm. could be another opportunity, right? Yeah. And so what happens is I was saying yes to a bunch of different things and either I didn't really want to go or I didn't have the time to. And so I either went reluctantly or I would cancel. And then I'm that person that's flaky. And when you start to embrace the clean no, like either no, I don't have time to do it in my day or it's not something I really want to do, it almost becomes empowering. And so I realized like if you realize that you're, you're reluctantly saying yes to a lot of things or you find yourself canceling last minute, you know, or feeling really overwhelmed, that's a good sign that you might need to take a step back and really look at yourself. And then, you know, something else, a really powerful exercise that I think will help people figure out kind of where they're at is um, something that I call the self-image exercise. And, you know, what you do is you, you actually are going to sit down with a pen and paper mm-hmm. and some, some nice music. And you're going to, like, close your eyes and picture where you want to be in five years. And I want you to get, like, super, super specific. So we're talking, you wake up five years from now and it is the perfect day in your life. And take maybe it's a work day. So what time are you waking up? Do you wake up on your own or does the alarm wake you up? When you lean over, are you kissing your spouse? Do you have a spouse? Do your kids run in and wake you up? Do you have kids? You know, when you when you get in the shower, how does that water feel in your skin? When you walk down the stairs, who greets you? What is that scene that you see? You know, all the way to driving into the office, like you, you literally picture the perfect day. Yeah. And so you're thinking about where you're living, what car you're driving, who's in your life, the conversations that happen throughout the day, you know, how you feel. And, and you, you just, you first spend a lot of time visualizing the perfect, perfect life five years from now, what it looks like for you, if you could have everything you want in this life. And then you open your eyes and you write it out. You mm. write out your perfect life. Okay. Love it. And then, and then the hard part, and this is where you find out where you're, where you're at right now and how authentic you are. You have to then go, okay, where am I at right now? And then are, is everybody in my life conducive to getting me to where I want to go. Yes. And then if not, you'll realize you might have some tough decisions to make. And I did that exercise um, when I was uh, still married. And I realized at that moment when he said that the guy who was teaching the class that I took this in, he said, um, is everyone in your life, you know, conducive to getting where you want to go? And I, and I said, oh my God, I need to get a divorce. And it was so crazy. And it's still, I mean, don't, you know, think it didn't happen overnight. It took me a year and a half still. You know, it was realizing that this life I had with feeling light and happy and getting, you know, nice. I had wanted to get cute text messages from my husband throughout the day and, you know, go out to lunch with my girlfriends. But I was, I was literally paycheck behind a paycheck. I was, you know, in an unhealthy marriage. I was overweight, like all these different things. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I want to have this life, there's some serious changes I need to make. Yeah. 
No, I love it. And moving forward, listeners, I think Rachel has shared some great, great tips for you today. I mean, the clean no. I absolutely love that, Rachel. I think that's such... Isn't that cool? It's really cool. It's something that I know so many of us struggle with, but it is so satisfying and it's so much more impactful and respectful to the relationship if you can provide a clean no as opposed to a dirty yes. And I think that is... So many people can benefit from that. And also, I love the way you tied in the five-year vision plan. Be specific about it and are the people in your life today, are they conducive to where you want to be on that perfect day five years from now? So I think that's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. Absolutely. Rachel, so are you ready for the knowledge burst session? I'm in. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So (laughs) as someone who has had such an incredible journey, I was wondering if you could share with our listeners, do you have a favorite resource? And it can be a cultural experience, a particular movie, book, song, play. I've had people share experiences with great mentors, and you've talked a lot about uh, your work with Nina, but any particular resource that inspired you to move forward? That's a really awesome question. Um, You know, I got to tell you, so it's really, it's a quote. Okay, And um it's from Jim Rohn, and mm-hmm. he has a quote that uh, you are the the uh, the average of the five people that you hang around. Yes. So, like, you're the sum of the five. Okay, I'm going to give you an example. So, when I was in real estate, and I, I was paycheck to paycheck, paycheck behind a paycheck, I realized that if I wanted to be a top producer, then I had to hang out with top producers, and I had to do the things the top producer would do and say the things the top producer would say. But I was this new agent with no business and no sphere of influence, no client base, and yet I knew where I wanted to go. And so I remembered that quote, that I'm the average of the five. And so there were some negative people in my life who were like, why are you going into real estate? It's really hard business. That's not what you should do. And I'm like, is that person contributing to my life? Yeah. Well, I don't know. you know. And so I started to surround myself with top producing agents and people that were, if I wanted to you know, get healthy, then I surrounded myself with people who went to the gym and who would motivate me to go to the gym. And if I wanted to you know, do really well in real estate, then I surrounded myself with people that would you know, door knock neighborhoods. And before I knew it, I door knocked 200 doors a week and did three open houses a week and was able to close 39 transactions my very first year. You know, and it was like, oh my gosh, this really works. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny and, because I had John Lee Dumas on the show, and he hosts Entrepreneur on Fire, and he always closes the yeah, show with it. that quote. So, and it's yeah, it, what, oh how fun! It, it really that's what really what inspired me to get into podcasting because it is a great. I mean, that is so important. I mean, the people that you surround yourself with are part of the inhibitors or the the accelerators to take you where you want to go, and I think that's a great share. Absolutely. I think, and you know, it's like you just, once you get aware of it, John, and you're like, okay, this person works in my world. This person doesn't like you'll, you, you get really intentional about who's around you. And I joke around now, but, um, you know, I going through lost to found and writing the book, I, I got such clarity on what I wanted for the rest of my life. And three months after I wrote the book, I met Ryan and, um, about, what am I? Probably like 18 days ago, he became my fiance. Oh, cool. Congratulations. Um, oh, and you're here. Moving thank forward, you so listeners, much. You've just announced it Yay. to all of our listeners. So thank you so much. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah that's a, well, totally. That's a great example of moving forward, Rachel. It well, is. I think for moving forward listeners, the thing to remember is that like 
when you are truly, truly living in your powerful space and you're living for you, the right people are going to come into your world and the right people are also going to leave your world. Yes. So it's not the wrong people leaving. They don't belong in your world anymore because you're powerful now and you've moved forward and you're continuing to make good choices. Absolutely. And again, it calls back to your practice earlier of having the clean no as opposed to the dirty yes. And I absolutely 100%. Well, share a daily practice or habit for prioritizing and managing your time. And I'm really excited to hear you share this because you do so much. I mean, you're still working in real estate, but you, you're also, yeah. you know, building this incredible program that you're helping so many people with. Yeah. And you know, reality for me is that I have, um, four businesses. I own four companies and, Rachel, um, I mean, seriously, four businesses, that's it. <laughs> I know underachiever. Seriously. What did you do? You did know, you clone yourself or did you kind of figure out how to slow man, down time? I, I wish I could. No, you know what? I'm going to tell you. Like my the key for me with it, so I, I actually have a book in the in the chapter. I mean, sorry, a book in the chapter, a chapter in the book. Um, I have a chapter in the book called about your day planning and implementing, and it teaches you honestly how to time block. And so what I um, what I do for myself is I I mean I have five assistants, so I have a lot of people that I can leverage um, my t- things that I'm not necessarily are my strength zones. Yeah. Um, so the what I would suggest for people to do is um, for two days, and this is what I did to really figure out what I what how to spend my time mm-hmm. for two days. I want you to do, to catalog every single thing you do in the day. So I do it. I um, We have ca- um, calendars in the book, but it's like 15-minute increments is honestly how specific it is. And you were talking about what time you wake up, how long it takes you to shower, how long you eat breakfast, do you take your kids to school, what's your commute. Like you write everything down. But you have to be really honest for th- those two days. So if an hour of your day is taken because you're on Facebook and all of a sudden you see a cat YouTube video and now you've lost <laughs> an hour of your day because you followed that What is that it about those cat one. videos, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude, but I watch them. They're we so all do. Cute. I mean, that, they're so I they're so mesmerizing. Yeah, <laughs> the biggest time suck, huh? If they rub their little face. Yeah. It's adorable. <laughs> um, but you know, so you're cataloging it, and then at the end, and so you're really honest about it, right? And so then at the end of those two days, you go back through and you circle what are your money making activities. So the things that are direct that you're doing that directly relate to a dollar producing activity, and then what you do is you look through all the other stuff and you go, okay, is there anything here that I could leverage? Is there anything else that I could hire someone to do that doesn't take, that isn't the best use of my time? Mm-hmm. And so I could get some time back. When I got into the relationship I did with Ryan, it was the first time that I realized there was way more to life than business. And I was like, oh my gosh, the whole point of all this is to meet someone, spend time with who I love. So I got super intentional about having free time. And then I created boundaries. Um, One of the other things that I would suggest for people to do is set really, really clear boundaries in business um, or with friends, right? But with your clients. So for me, what happens is I will sit down with someone. So say it's like a buyer consultation. I'll sit down with them and I'll say, you know, I'm available until 730 at night. If you need me, shoot me a text message, you know, and if it's emergency or, you know, call me, I'll get back to you. Otherwise, we'll talk the next business day. But what happens is it's 930 at night. They pop open a bottle of wine. They're looking at houses and they see a house they have to see. So they send me a text message at 930. Well, John, if I respond to that text message, I've now set the new boundary. It's okay to call me until 930 at night. Yeah. You know, so it's like if you don't respect your boundaries, no one else is going to. So when you're getting really intentional about respecting your time and time blocking, you've got to set boundaries around the time you start, the time you stop, 
um, and one more tip, if I can suggest, yeah. is a, a tech timeout. So have designated amount of time in your day, and especially with your family and your relationships with your kids, to be present with those people that you love. We have a, um, a chair in our house we call the love chair. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a little, it's a chair and a half, but it's the place where Ryan, can, Ryan and I can sit and just be present with each other. And there's no cell phones on it. There's no technology. Like it is... It's a tech timeout. It's time to just no TV, no computer, no cell phone, because as we know, this stuff can take over. And so you've got to set boundaries around that, too. Yeah, I absolutely love it. That's fantastic. First, the time audit, which I think you, I think that's absolutely yeah. gold. Audit your time moving forward, listeners. How are you spending your time? I mean, are you and I love it. Look at look at it in terms of which activities are generating revenue for you. And then the 15 minute yep. blocks. I think that's also a really great practice. And then, of course, the tech timeout, which all of us really need to do. I need to get better at that. So that that's a great. It's hard. Matter, it's hard. Yeah, it's tough. Well, Rachel, <laughs> I'm actually going to go. Ironically, my next question for you. So, when you are not on the tech timeout, do you have a favorite app, website, or productivity tool that you could share with our listeners? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever heard of um, Google Keep? No, I haven't. Okay, so it is. It. I mean, it's it's super simple. But for me, because my world goes in so many different. And I always have different things flying in in my yeah. you know schedule, and things go kind of crazy. Um, Google Keep for me is a tool that I, it's a it's an app you can download, and it it's a it's like a list tracker. It's kind of like Evernote, I would say, okay. because but you can share it with other people. So if you have a grocery list, so Ryan can put things we need to pick up at the grocery store on Evernote. I'm sorry, Evernote on Google Keep, um, and I can take pictures. I can write notes to myself, so I can have specific to-do list that I need to do for myself. Um, and then I can share it with other people if need be. So if I have something I need my assistant to do, we have a to-do list for my different businesses. And then if I, you know, grocery list, or if I want to, you know, topics for my next, you know, speaking course that I'm writing, like anything I'm doing, I can do it in there. And for me, it's a one place where I can just always have notes because I'm that person that will have like a post it in one place yeah, and then lose it yeah. or um you know what i mean like <laughs> 50 notes like all over pocket, the place and you're like it's full of like post-it notes or whatever yeah we're... yes oh my gosh and then a pile do you ever have that pile of post-it notes oh, on your course. desk <laughs> absolutely what yeah. like, like entrepreneurs were like crazy people yeah no so google keep that's a that's a great one i had uh, i'm not familiar with that i mean I, we've had lots of guests talk about google docs google calendar but google keep that's a great one so yeah. we'll definitely have that on i like the, on the write-up Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Rachel, we have listeners from all different backgrounds and many walks of life, and I know many of them are really hanging on to every word, especially given your journey, given where you are today, and all the different things that you've overcome in your life to get to where you are. And what is the one thing that you can share with our Moving Forward listeners, the ones who are just kind of, they're stuck, you know, they're not living intentionally, they're not living authentically. What is the one thing they can do to start bringing them closer to their life's passion or purpose? You know, write it down, mm. right? The, I think the power of getting it out of from your head onto paper is 
such a powerful practice. And I call my journal, I joke around, but I call my journal my non-judgmental best friend <laughs> because like I can put absolutely anything in you my journal really and launch a line of journals and just brand it with my name. That's brilliant. <laughs> what, okay, sick business. Do you want to go in on it with me? Business that sounds partner. fantastic. <laughs> we'll leverage it to someone else. Um, but you know, it's like, yeah, I just, I think that writing stuff down is such a powerful tool. And, and when you say and, write, I mean, physically write it down with pen and paper. Cause I think that's a different experience than typing it out, putting it in yes. your phone. You know, I'm such a believer in the tangible. I, I still buy books. I, yeah. I like, I don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I use the online stuff as well, but like Kindle and all that business, but I really, really like having a book in my hand and having a journal in my hand. I really, I think there's just something powerful about having pen to paper. Um, and you know, if you don't know how to journal, that's completely okay. A lot of people don't understand. And I remember my, I have a chapter in the book about journaling because I teach people how to journal because it was hard for me in in the beginning. And I remember like moving to different couches and sitting outside and I wanted to be this, like, I don't know. I just, I thought I would be this like little like yogi, like all of a sudden (laughs) if I journaled, I don't want to do yoga. And I would just, the sun would shine and I was like, this is going to be amazing. And I'm going to be one of those people. And then nothing came out. Like Yoda and riddles and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. And then it didn't work. And I was like, what the heck is this journaling junk? But then you just, you have to stay consistent with it. And I think the thing with it is you can start right now. You can start right now deciding you want to make a change in your life because, you know, uh, one of the, uh, one of the very first conversations I had before I actually met Ryan, we was on the phone and we talked about how life is a series of choices in our life. We've just chosen happiness. Yeah. So I challenge the listeners, I challenge them to think what makes them happy? Mm. What makes you happy in your life? Like truly, truly brings you joy. And then think about what changes you need to make in your life to get more of that. Because if life is a series of choices, then they have a choice right now. And their next choice, just make it the right one. And if it's getting up a little bit earlier, even starting just stretching in the morning, moving a little bit. Well, once you start moving a little bit and that feels good, you're going to want to move a little bit more and then you're going to move a little bit more. And, you know, once you make one good decision, another good decision will follow and another good decision. I didn't, I didn't plan on writing lost to found. I didn't know what I was doing when the 90 day journey started for me. I just knew that I didn't like where I was at. Yeah. I didn't feel good. I was overweight. I was, you know, kind of sad from getting a divorce, but more concerned with like being broken. And I was so embarrassed to be a statistic. And what I realized from my journey is that my divorce didn't define me. Mm. It was just simply a part of my journey. And I don't think that I would be in such a healthy relationship now with Ryan and have all that we have and these, um, this amazing relationship where we're such buddies. And then the bonuses that were just like silly in love with each other if I didn't go through what I went through, because it gave me clarity on who I wanted to be. And I think so many people go, oh, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to start this new hobby because I want to meet the person. And reality is, is when you're actually leading your life with authenticity and intention, the right person comes to your life because they're supposed to. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it really does happen when it's supposed to. Yeah. And Rachel, share with our Moving Forward listeners, we may have listeners who who are still trying to wrap their minds around this idea of journaling. What would you recommend? I mean, Page one, that blank page is staring at yeah. you. You got the pen in hand, and 
I have, and, and, and of course, you know, we all procrastinate. We clean the room. We, we move to different places, you know, trying to get everything <laughs> right because we're trying to avoid writing down that first word. What do you recommend is a, is a, you know, if you were talking to a moving forward listener right now who's just having trouble just grasping that, that first ink right down to that first line, what would you tell them to write? Or how do I do this? So what I would say is first when you go, the first thing you do is you buy a journal and you want to go to the store and you, you, you're There's lots of different journals now. And so pick one up that feels good in your hands, like mm. physically feels good in your hands. Cause I'm left-handed. So I have to be kind of careful about the binding. Sure. So actually open it and, and imagine yourself writing. So visualize yourself actually writing in the journal, how the leather feels in your hands or whatever journal you choose. And then when you, um, And then I want you to walk around your house or if you want to do it outside, but I want you to pick somewhere that represents comfort for you. So if it's in your bed, that's fine. If it's in your favorite chair under a blanket, perfect. If it's outside under the trees, perfect. So pick somewhere that represents comfort. Um, You can't, some people like to light a candle. Some people like to have, you know, light music going, some kind of like something um, without words, you know. And then what I would encourage you to do if you don't know what to write, just think about, write down what the best part of your day was and the worst part, but lead with the worst. Mm. So what, what the, the, you can call it the high and the low, you can call it the sweet and the suck, whatever you want to call it, but lead with what the, the, the downside was of your day and then lead into what the best part of your day was. And it's just a starting point. And then you can start to talk about who you want to be and then you can do your five-year vision. But when you start to journal and you realize it, it's honestly, it's a release because a lot of times. So for me, when I have a hard time sleeping, um, I keep a journal by the bed and I call it a mind dump mm-hmm. because I am constantly like, Oh, I forgot to call that client back. Oh, I need to set up that LLC. And I've got all these things in my head. Right. right, right. And if I don't get it out, then it continues to twirl around my head and I don't sleep. And insomnia is something that I have battled and I do still struggle with, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have to have little tips and tricks and things that I can do to just like get it out of my head so that I can go, okay, well, it's out now. I'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Moving forward, listeners, start writing it down. And I love, Rachel, the way you shared. I mean, it starts with actually getting the physical journal and that's a great totally. share. You know, pick one. Don't just pick up any random book, try them out. And it actually reminds me of advice that I had uh, before I took the bar exam, actually go out and go to the office supply store and try out all these different pens. You're going to find one that actually feels right to you. And I just thought that was I really love that. weird. I was like, why? what are you talking about? A pen's a pen. But no, there's something to it. There's certain pens that you know will feel differently and that are designed differently and different people will take to certain instruments. I think it's the same way with the journal. I think that's really great advice. So moving forward, listeners. I love that they had you do that. Yeah, they actually, I, and I can't that's remember, so cool. I think it was one of my instructors or it might have been a professor who just said, hey, take a couple of minutes. And I actually did this. I actually followed this. I was like, what? This feels so weird. But I went to the office supply store. I I, I said, hey, I'd like to try out a whole bunch of pens. And I, and, and they didn't even blink an eye. They just opened up a bunch of boxes and let me try them out. And I found one that I really liked and it made a difference. It really made a difference. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> well, Rachel, what is next for you? Oh my goodness. Well, um, I am, real estate is what I do, right? It's what I've done for the last few years. It's a great source of income and I have different companies, but I will tell you that my next 
passion project that I want to do. It's kind of going to be, I guess, a follow-up to Lost to Found. And it's going to be with Ryan. And it's going to be about relationships. Oh, um, we have so many different things that I'm, we do I'm, to I'm protect our relationship. I'm getting the hint that you like this, this Ryan. It, 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 oh, I- get out of town. This guy, I'm telling you, it's so fun. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just so kidding. So I, I have, I have. If I had to venture a guess, I would say I think, I think you like this Ryan. Am I close? Am I warm on that? I mean, like lukewarm, maybe leaning towards really, really hot. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. You know what, though? But it's like when you. I think people work so hard to, you know, they they want to be happy, and then when you when you meet your person. It's like everything clicks and all of a sudden the, the, uh, are they going to call and all these different, these silly things that you've always worried about in all your dating life goes away. And you're like, I actually get this. Like I'll have a normal day where I'll walk into a room and he's just, you know, doing something in the living room. And I'm like, I get to be with you for the rest of my life. Like this freaking rocks. Ryan, like, I, hope you're, so I hope fun. you're listening to this because, you know, <laughs> you, ha- you have this incredible, incredible person who's just singing your praises. So you're a lucky guy. Oh, he totally knows. He's in. <laughs> but, um, you know, the thing is we have a lot of friends that don't have this type of relationship. Yeah. And um, people stay in really unhealthy relationships or they want more for their relationship or they don't have, you know, time, I mean, time blocking relationship boundaries, all different things. And so I think the next step is to create I, – I, I created this 10-week webinar course um, – for real estate, for new, for agents. And, um, it's called uh, from limited to legendary, your fast track to becoming a top 1000 agent. Mm-hmm. And so I recorded that and launched my first one, uh, in September. The response has been so awesome to it. And so I think ultimately for me as a goal, I would like to write books and I do a ton of public speaking as it is like HR departments and different stuff like that. And, you know, mastermind groups, but do public speaking, write books, and um, do webinars. I really think that's kind of the future of where I want to be. Fantastic. And Rachel, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the great work that you're doing? Okay, so the the one website that kind of houses all um, everything I do is called uh, racheladamsinspire.com, and it's R-A-C-H-E-L. So racheladamsinspire.com. To check out Lost to Found, you'll go to losttofound90.com. And the number two and the number 90 are the actual number. Um, And then for all of your listeners uh, for moving forward, we are going to give them the first three chapters of the book for free as well as, um, yeah, and they can download one of the inspirational guidance videos. It's actually at chapter seven, which is your mindset and body posture. And so just kind of give them a feel of the program. They can check that out. And then always Facebook. I'm all over it. You can connect with me under Rachel Adams Realtor. Fantastic. And we'll have all of this on the write-up. Rachel, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us today to share your journey and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward. My pleasure. This was a fun one. Appreciate it. Moving forward, listeners, so many great takeaways from today's episode, but one in particular that really struck out at me is the power of the clean no, as opposed to what Rachel calls the dirty yes. Think about it. Many of us go through this where we overcommit, especially if you're the personality that you're a people pleaser, you say yes to things all the time, sometimes half-heartedly, knowing that you're not going to be able to fulfill those commitments because there are only so many hours in the day. And I think Rachel really put it in context. The power of the clean no is recognizing a couple of things. Number one, that if you are going to give that yes, you want to do so with your full heart. You want to do so authentically because that's really how you develop those connections. 
the power of the clean no also recognizes and acknowledges that there's an opportunity cost. Anytime you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. So you really want to start thinking about that more as you're considering your commitments. And we're getting close to the end of the year, and maybe some of you are thinking about pivoting in your career. Take some of the big knowledge bursts from Rachel today. Are you simply looking to change jobs or are you really looking to make a change in your life? And you heard a couple of weeks ago from Yasmeen Burns, who shared her incredible story. I mean, it was so impactful. She even explained why she declined to be on Moving Forward for episode one. And it took 90 episodes for her to get through her own journey before she could share it on Moving Forward. And Rachel went through a similar journey. Yes, I would have loved to have interviewed Rachel when she was named top 1,000 realtors by the Wall Street Journal, but the fact that she's coming on today after such a huge life transformation is so much more impactful. To learn more about Rachel and all of the great work that she's doing and all of our extraordinary guests, check us out at bemovingforward.com. Remember, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Tune into the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and join us next week for another extraordinary guest. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.